Welcome to Black and Brown, a podcast where three black guys get to share their love of bourbon. We talk about current events, we conduct interviews, and good old-fashioned shit-talking. Our hosts, Bill, Anthony, and Delvin, will keep you informed on what's going down with that brown. In Season 4's final episode, Episode 8, we welcome Jackie Zykin to the show. She's the master taster for Old Forester brand and has quickly become a household name in the bourbon industry. Clock in, check it out, or one up, and let's get it. Welcome to the final episode of the Black and Brown Podcast, Season 4. I am your man, A. Colbert, the plug. As always, I'm joined by my cousin, W.H. Stevens. Hey, what's going on, fam? What's up, man? And the People's Choice, Delvin Joyce. What's up, fam? What's the deal, fam? And by the way, my heart always drops when you say the final episode. Because right? I'm like, is this it? This is this is the end? <laughs> the bro, band, bro, the bro, band this, is breaking up? This is it, dog. And we're closing the door on this season four with uh, a champion guest. You know, Monster. if I can say so myself. We're welcoming from Old Forester. Master Taster, Jackie Zykin. How are you? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I didn't know this was the final episode of a season. Like, that's a big deal. No pressure. Yeah, anything. you know, see, we, did not... we didn't want to tell you. We didn't want you to be nervous. So we just drop it on the guest when okay. we come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because uh, no, okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, because Fred Minnick, um, he, I think he ended our season. He sees two. two. In the season, season two. two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Fred came on talking yeah, about Yeah, so you're in good company. Yeah, you're like in that. good company. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. So. Okay. All good. Save yeah. the best for last, you know? That's right. The <laughs> best for last. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> You know, so so we like to ask our guests three questions, but I know for all of us involved, when we watched the documentary Neat, that's when we first saw you on our radar, and that was so dope. And we've been lucky enough to interview a lot of people from that documentary that kind of started us on our journey. Um, so with the first question, we'll ask to, to get right into it. Um, what is that first bourbon or cocktail that made you fall in love with the brown? Um, so it wasn't necessarily um, that type of experience, I guess. So. I'm originally from St. Louis mm-hmm. and I moved to Louisville about 12 years ago. And it was more so just the incorporation of whiskey into every single nook and cranny of daily life here. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't out of reach. It wasn't pretentious. It was just sort of like, I hate to phrase it this way, but like, it just, it's like having a pitcher of water on the table at any family get together. Like there's just always this like giant bottle of whiskey. And I don't know, it's more so the people that were surrounded with it than it was like, I mean, I didn't take a sip of something. Oh my God. You know, like this is the greatest thing I've ever tasted. I can't believe it's even out there. What is this? Right. It wasn't like that. Um, no, I think <laughs> so back in St. Louis, uh, 12 years ago, obviously bourbon wasn't as big of a deal. Um, it is now because bourbon boom is all around us, right? Yeah. yeah. But so in my years bartending back there, never once, not once did I ever have to make anybody in Manhattan. And there was this lady at a bar I started barking at in Louisville after I moved here named Maggie. And she ordered in Manhattan. And I freaked out. And I had to ask my bartender, like, how do you, how do you make a Manhattan? I don't understand. Like what, what's the asking for? I mean, I've never even had one. Before. What is it? And they made me make it. And like now, in retrospect, it was the most botched, like horrible cocktail. You know what I mean? It was just like yeah. will. And I, I actually ran into her many years later after I had learned many more things. And was like, "You're Maggie with the Manhattan. I'm gonna remake that Manhattan for you." And I made it with little fries, and and pica, and it was like perfectly stirred and perfectly diluted and she drank it and she just melted and I think in that moment I was like yeah 
Like, yeah. I belong here. I'm in my place. You're good to go. That's Maybe fire. irrelevant to your question. No, that was that was good. Never forget Maggie. Exactly. So did she did she kind of give you any feedback on that first one you made for her? Like she wasn't really feeling it or she said it was perfect. Oh, like, there you go. Whatever. It was like <laughs> it was like some like maker's mark. Maraschino cherry shaken number. It was awful. Oh god, it's not that maker's is awful. It's just like the whole everything about it was just. It was like a dusty bottle of vermouth that had been sitting out at that bar for like sixteen years. You know what I mean? It was just awful. Yeah, but, that's funny. yeah. So, so, so that that's interesting. I love that. Yeah, and we're probably going to circle back to that because I had a question about an old fashioned I saw you make. So I'm gonna. And by the way, I love okay. Manhattan. So yeah, I love Manhattan. So Jackie, quick question. Manhattan yeah. or, or old fashioned? Personally, I have always been an old fashioned drinker, but but I am coming around to Manhattan on occasion, but mm-hmm. I don't like it up. I like it on the rock. I I tend to drink at the same rate no matter what I'm drinking, so I need the ice to melt it down <laughs> okay. over time. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I'm coming right. around to them. I am. All right, good. Good to know. Mm-hmm. So, so the second question, and you know, the way our producer worded this, I'm going to read it verbatim. Okay, don't be mad at okay. me. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I won't. As a bona fide bourbon celebrity, you probably get access to any bottle you want. <laughs> That's kind of like what Fred did. <laughs> Fred was like, "I'm just a normal person." <laughs> no, she's not normal. Yeah. No, no, she's no. Not but normal. the difference is that Fred said that, and I will say that. But deep down, I know that. And Fred, deep down, is like, give me more. Yeah, Fred. <laughs> Fred's like the ascot player. He plays humble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So, so as a bourbon celebrity, being in the industry, okay. what, what bottle are you hunting for? Or are you really, really out there looking for? No. Okay. But, hmm. There's not one in particular. I actually really enjoy discovering other people's single barrel picks from other distilleries Mm. from time to time. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, Especially when you start, you know, you build relationships with either like retailers or people that do podcasts or like bartenders or whoever. And you kind of start to get to know their palate a little bit. And if it aligns with yours, you get kind of excited about the stuff they pick out, even if it's from somebody else. But, um, okay. It plays into this a little bit. I'll, I'll take, I'll, uh, and expression, all brand and expression. I don't know. I get asked a lot, like, you know, we want to pick a single barrel of old horse or we want it to taste like King of Kentucky. Mm. And I'm like, but that's not old Forster. And I've never <laughs> had it. Right. I've never had it. Yeah, I haven't had it. Ever. Either. It's like now this like long running joke. It's like everybody has like at least had a sip or something here, there, whatever. Yeah. And now it's to the point where like if somebody offered me a pour of thing in Kentucky, I almost just have to be like, no, because I have to have that thing. Now I'm like, never had it. Right. No, right. I don't know. Like, like, you're, like you're the only one. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, for real. And what are you doing at Old Force if you're looking for King of Kentucky anyways? You know? <laughs> well, I guess it's, it's Brown Foreman, so, you know. Yeah, so I guess they you have access to all, all the Brown Foreman's portfolio. Right. And that's what I was going to say. So you're not hunting anything because you pretty much can get anything you want. Yeah. I mean, you can tell us that. It's okay. I mean, you know, you can stun a little bit. I mean, I got to stand in line just like <laughs> anybody else. I don't get like, to just, like, say, hey, send me 16 bottles of President's Choice tomorrow, ooh. please. Mm-hmm. Like... I've got plenty of sample that's like unprocessed, unfinished, but we really do try our best to keep as many bottles as possible in circulation of those who want to find them. Like I get to drink bourbon every day for a job. Like it's just greedy for me to be like, Oh, I'll, I'll take six cases of that. Please. Like, <laughs> no, so, so, you don't have, so, so you don't have a case of birthday 
in your in your house somewhere. She right said now. samples, man. She's got samples. No, 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 but a birthday. But the birthday. Look, 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 look at her face. Yeah, look yeah. at her face. Yeah, birthday is her thing. Yeah. Birthday is her baby. She's got a case. The first vintage I helped work on with birthday. So the first time, like my name was on the hang tag. I invested in those bottles. I'll oh. put it that way. Okay, I like that. I like I'm, that. I'm down that's with that. Fair. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's very fair. fair. That's very yeah, fair. That's very fair. I'm not like building a fort out of cases of birthday bourbon <laughs> in my basement. <laughs> hey, I would. Forts are nice. No, no question. <laughs> Word. So the final question before we get into the minutia of things. The meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes. So I don't know if you listen to our podcast. If you haven't, we like to ask people, like, you know, bourbon has a nose, it has a palate. And for us, you know, something we kind of came up with because, you know, we don't follow any kind of strict path. To us, bourbon has an ear. So when you're drinking that birthday that you have your name on, what do you get on the ear when you're drinking that? Wow, I get on the ear. Like genre music or like uh, yeah, artist. But being artist. who you are, being that you're dope, I know it's going to be like. <laughs> She's from St. Louis, but she gets she gets Nelly on the ear. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I saw an interview where you said Wu Tang was your no, group, I yo. Love Nelly so and, much. And, oh and Wu Tang, you know what I mean? Told you. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if she get country grandma, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. All bourbons are not created equal, and even all old foresters are not created equal. So every now and then, you get one that really does stand out to you, and I and I see what you're saying. I really, really do. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I've had a lot of single barrels where in my ear I can hear the people under the stairs. In various, um, yes, exactly. Oh. Oh. And I'm like, okay, I dig this right now. That's uh, a new no, one. Like, that's different. Girls in my, in my jam. Okay, that's cool. I yes. I, I love that. They're not that. too serious, you know. That is. They're, they're well deserving of attention. Nice. So really quickly, as we step into it, can you take us like uh-huh. we've, we've seen interviews where you touch us a little bit so you don't have to get too deep into it. People have seen it. You know, people have heard it. But can you really take us through your career, how you got into the industry from where you started? You started with the sure. bartending and where you're at now. Yeah. So I bartended my way through college. Uh, my original intention was not to end up in booze forever. Um, <laughs> it was something that I just did on the side to pay my rent, you know. Um, and but where was I college? Uh, Where was college? Three different places, actually. So I started at Drury University in Springfield, Missouri, and oh, then yeah. moved to Maryville University in St. Louis, and then finally, like, finished out at uh, University of Missouri, St. Louis. Nice. Um, nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I was I was a mess back in those days. We all were. Yeah, everybody yeah, was. You know, you know, the path, you know, you, I guess right. you ain't know where you're supposed to be, though. Facts. That's exactly right. All you got to do is figure out, like, okay, does this feel right? Like, do I like who I am doing this? Cool. And you keep doing it. And then stuff just opens up for you, you know? So um, I moved to Louisville. I got married. He got a job here. I had never been to Kentucky. We had 48 hours to move. And here we are. Or were. I guess we're divorced now, obviously. But um, we end up here. And I didn't know anyone. So I just went back into the bar scene because in my opinion, that was the best way to have one-on-one conversations with locals and really like meet people and get a feel. And so that's what I did. Right. And, um, I started bartending for this restaurant group and then they promoted me to a bar manager. And then as they opened new concepts, I was promoted to their beverage director. So I oversaw all their stuff in Kentucky and Tennessee and just picked up stuff on the side as like shake for hire gigs. And people would come in and like Heaven Hill's got a group coming into the restaurant. Oh, we want a specialty cocktail for our group. Okay, cool. I got you. Oh, we've got this event coming up. Can you make a cocktail for that? 
sure, I got you. You on the news and talk about it. <laughs> sure, okay, I got you. And then it just started slowly but surely, like, people started coming out of the woodwork being like, hey, um, I I organized events for this law firm. Can you do a whiskey tasting? Like, yeah, I guess. And oh, so, nice. like, I just built a name for myself in Louisville. And um, when the opportunity came up with Old Forester, it was a no-brainer. I never wanted to leave the bar industry. I still firmly believe I will retire, like, just like, this old hag smoking cigarettes inside <laughs> illegally, like in a dive bar, like just whatever. With cats. Um, That'd with be the cats hottest everywhere. Bar in All the cats. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All the animals. I might even have like a barn goat. I don't know. Like, it would be a full farm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, the only reason I said yes to Old Forester was because it was the one brand that didn't have a story that they sold in. It was just an authentic brand you know it had nothing to hide they're open about how it's made what it's made of all the details and i respected that so i was like okay this this feels like a good fit and here i am six years later and i I love that you went there because one one of the questions that i had like you you're you are a bona fide bourbon celebrity Celebrity if i can can say that again star quality right you're a celebrity and there's so much opportunity out there for people who are quote-unquote influencers like there's a lot of places that you could have built a brand for yourself but you chose to hang your shingle with old forester so why would you say that was important to you to to work with a big brand like old forester and do what you're doing now well, so Old Forester at the time, I mean, like, we're getting bigger by the day, but at the time wasn't necessarily um, that huge. Um, we're still pretty small in the grand scheme of the industry. But honestly, meeting Campbell Brown was really, really impactful because he was such a human. And I don't think that I had that, hmm, I don't know, I guess I assumed it would be different. I mean, this Brown family, like, he's legacy Americans of like this empire of food and whatever, you know, like, I don't know. People that are from Louisville perceive Brown Foreman as a company quite differently than people that are from St. Louis that don't know what Brown Foreman means. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. like, I'd never had that stacked against me, but I had heard whispers of like, oh, the Brown family, the Brown family. Right. Nothing bad, just like, you, yeah, you don't mess with the Brown. Just that know? kind of like royalty mm-hmm. in the city. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so meeting him, and of course, he never buttons his shirt up all the way. He's always got, like, <laughs> everything hanging out. He's just, like, laid back and chill about everything. Starting off a little so taco funny. meat. That's what we call it. Yeah. Little afro chest hair. Like, I don't know. There was, something, there was something about him that I trusted, and there was something about him that I fully believed, and still, obviously, to this day, believe that he wasn't trying to, like, pluck me out of this industry and, you know, use me for my contacts with my whatever. He was generally like, we can appreciate you for who you are and you align with what this brand was when it first started. Let's get back to that. Let's get back to the, like, we're just going to do it because it's the honest thing to do and it's the right thing to do and like, just go with it. And so I don't know, as long as that's still like the underlying principle of old Forster, I guess y'all are stuck with me. That's <laughs> no, that's, very nice. that's, that's awesome. That's not man. a bad place to be. So, so back to your initial, you know, conversation um, about, you know, uh, you know, you coming over to, to Brown Foreman and, you know, I guess him, you know, saying, Hey, you know, he wants you to be the, the master taster. So did, you know, was that, you know, was that role defined then or is it, you know, cause I saw an interview with you, you, wear a, a bunch of hats at a, you know, old Forrester. So was that something that was, you know, on the table then or was kind of your role there kind of evolve? 
Um, so my original role was master bourbon specialist, which was basically this made up title. So I refused to be called a master mixologist. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, it was this like brand ambassador, like mixologist, whatever role. And as I got further into it and realized like where this brand was going, I basically told them like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a master taster. And I just kind of bulldozed my way through it. But yeah, I mean, when, and this was for any smaller size brand out there, don't let the, the overarching umbrella of ground forming school you. Like, we all operate on our own kind of island. And so, with smaller size brands, you have a little bit more freedom to be a little bit more, I don't know, gritty and just sort of, you're not so like, you don't live in fear the way the big brands kind of do, of like, oh, you got so much to lose. Like, Old Forester was just kind of like, let's just have fun and enjoy it and we'll just do the thing. It's never going away. So, we might as well just like enjoy it while we're here. Um, so I don't know. It's just a little bit different over here on this side of it, but I, uh, I certainly, I wear as many hats as I feel comfortable taking on, you know, like, but you do like, that's just what you do. Like when you're not to say our budget is small, like obviously, but like you, everybody has to do the work of everybody else. And it's just, you know, you become family and there's no real lines blurred. It's just, I don't know. It just works. That's good. I'll pull through it. Yep. Nice. So is it, is it any additional pressure on you being like, I, I mean, I don't know for, for me personally, like you're the face of the brand now, you know, like when people think of Buffalo Trace, they think of Freddie Johnson, right? And now when people think mm-hmm. of Old Forester, they think of you. You know what I mean? Is that any additional pressure? She's so humble That's a though. a huge thing. She's cool. Um, She's cool. I mean, it is. There is a lot of pressure with it because, so for two reasons, right? Like I, outside of, these out-of-body experiences I bring myself into to do podcasts, what have you. I'm a very quiet, very reserved person. I, I just, I hide. Um, and so it's kind of an interesting thing to kind of have to develop a version of yourself that can be public facing when you're not used to that. Yep. But the other side of it also is that this is a brand that was legitimately founded on some really solid principles, like quality and consistency, quality and consistency, no matter what, no matter what. And those are things definitely worth sticking true to, and they're things definitely worth fighting for. And um, I don't know. I On a regular basis, like my office at the distillery is in the room. Or it's the only room we have a picture of George Marvin Brown actually being in that building. Wow. Oh, and I'm like, wow. I know he's watching me. Like, I know he's here. And I'm just like, George, I really hope I'm not screwing this up for us right now. Like, I, like, I don't know. I know that sounds like all, like, like, Focus, focus stuff, but like I don't know. There's there's a pressure there. It's an entire company that was founded on one brand, you know, and there's still right. family keeping very close eye on it. And it's yeah. like, don't yeah. mess up today. Don't mess up today. Don't mess up today. No, you're holding so, you're holding it down for yes, real. Yes, so, yes. so I do want to know though. So you started as a mixologist. Do you? So two questions. Do you believe that bartender? Master bar oh, Okay. So what's the difference <laughs> to you? So what's the difference to you? Yeah. We, seriously. Yeah. So we go about bar. And I'm tending it. And so you're not a cool mixologist. My drinks are good. Like the whole mixologist movement just became out of control so fast. Everybody was wearing a vest and it got like weird. You know what I mean? And like uh, yeah, it got yeah, so yeah, pretentious. Got you, got and it's you. like, and people would get so judgy when you would order drinks. And I, it's just like, just, <laughs> a bar is meant to be enjoyed. Like, I don't I know. That's love that. Right. Yo, she's from St. Louis. I love that. All right. So, so let me rephrase the question then. Get that hammer. So okay, you, it's okay. <laughs> so you started in the industry as a bartender. 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 
So how has your bartending experience helped you in your current role? And, and initially coming in, do you think that was a liability that, that people wouldn't necessarily take you seriously? There are no liabilities, V. So I think that in the medium to now current part of my journey, it actually has been a liability because it's hard to break free of that where people are like, oh, you actually know what you're talking about when it comes to just the liquid. You're not just going to like throw it in a drink. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Um, But I think honestly, that bar experience was one of the biggest things that helped me to get this job because Old Forester was really making this resurgence because of the craft cocktail movement. And they needed somebody that could understand that and sort of elevate the drink program, connect with the industry folks and, and learn their language, you know? So it helps me in the front end and it has definitely helped me from a perspective of new product development when it comes to things like pricing or bottle design or even proof on certain elements. Um, because I always think of it from the perspective of a buyer. And so that's been very beneficial. Like, I don't think there's been anyone else in a master taster role or any of the distilleries out there that has ever been a bartender, which is interesting to think about. Right. So I don't know. It helps, but it's it's frustrating sometimes because people (laughs) will keep you in that corner for sure. Of course they will. Well, people see you the way they, that you came in. Right. And that's why, that's why I wanted to ask the question. And and I think you've done an amazing job branding yourself. I mean, you're dope. She's yeah. a bonafide bourbon celebrity. Exactly. Yeah, where <laughs> she, she <laughs> yeah, so for our listeners who are not really you know familiar, you know, um, you know, with your brand and, and your offerings, can you kind of you know run down the whole bourbon role and you know what you guys offer? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So old Forrester's got a lot of kids nowadays. Yeah. Um, a lot of kids. Because so we, we just had our... some of that nineteen ten. Yes, we did. Oh, oh it's some of my favorites. Day. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. So good. So the core expressions, we've got an 86 proof, the 100 proof, and then the 100 proof rye. Outside of that, you've got Whiskey Rose, you've got 1870, 1897, 1910, 1920, and then you've got Statesman. It doesn't really fit in either of those, but it's still there. And then for stuff that people sleep on the sidewalk for, you've got Birthday Bourbon, President's Choice, uh, a bunch of single barrels. Rye single barrel is the new one. Um, and we also have a 117 series, so we have a lot of bottles oh, wow. to keep track wow. of anymore. So how many mash bills is, you know, is, is some of your stuff? Is it different mash bills, or is it you guys kind of blend? Yep. We only have two. We have a bourbon and a rye, and okay. that's it, right? So bourbon follows in 72% corn, 18 rye, 10 malted barley. Right. So the rye is 65% rye, 20 malted barley. And the remainder being corn, just a little bit scarcity. So, but that's it. As far as all those bourbons, eighty six hundred, all four with euros, statesmen, and all the allocated stuff, all the same mash bill. It oh, just wow. comes down to blending at that point. Wow. Okay. So. Yeah. So, are you in that blending process? I was just going to ask. I'm sorry, my bad. No, that was yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I mean, so are you in the blending process, or is that someone? So that's your yeah, as well. No, of course. Oh, wow. yes. oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but we don't rely on one person for anything ever. If I get sick, obviously, we're not just going to stop making whiskey. Right. So we do make sure to cross-check with an entire team of sensory analysts that we have. And so sensory analysts. That I like that. Wow. That's dope. I like that. I, 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 I would apply say, for that job. Me too. I mean, I, sensory I could live up to the standard, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Why are you drinking all the product? <laughs> <laughs> What? So, so you have a team of sensory sensory analysts. How many are yeah. on that team? 
Um, I mean, whoever's available to do the panels that day, um, there's three to a, uh, it, it depends on what panel you're doing. There's different panels that have different types of training to get into. Yeah. Um, anywhere from the, the really puffy one, the one that gets super, super, super specific. There's about 10 of us. And then it goes all the way up to like, they want to get an idea of consumer feedback. So they make it a larger pool and they train people and it's a, it's a whole thing. So, but it's never just old Forrester. So obviously like I have a say, if I'm like, this is off, we need to figure this out. Old Forrester all day long. Um, but these panels are all brown home products. So tequilas, vodkas, Jack Daniels, Jack honey, you know what I mean? Like all the ready to drink. We all taste all of it all the time. Oh, why, wow. why did I That's miss funny. these classes in college? Yeah, I know, what dude. Freak. I know. So, 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 <laughs> so I, I want to go one more question, but but go ahead, go ahead. Well, I, lose it. only thing lose I was going to say is she's very forthcoming with the with the mash bills. And I feel like everybody in Kentucky is like, don't tell my mash bill. Even yeah. Colonel Sanders is like, don't tell everybody my recipe. <laughs> it's 11 herbs. <laughs> right? Figure that out. <laughs> I mean, that's so dope to me. Sorry, yeah, no, go ahead, Silverback. No, 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 you good. So, all right, so you say you have two mash bills, right? So how did you get a different, you know, flavor profiles from just, you know, two mash bills? She's a master sensory expert, B. You know, as far as the blending, you know what I mean? Say, you know, how do you do that? I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. So you're, every barrel is kind of like a snowflake. So you're always going to have variation there. So different warehouse locations. And that's not just, you know, there's seven different heat cycle warehouses that have Chively. So there's seven different buildings to choose from. And of those, there are eight floors of heat. And then you've got your external barrels, your internal barrels. And the age is also a factor. Filtration is a factor. We don't chill filter anything, but we do various depths of carbon treatment on our product. And then honestly, it comes down to tasting. Um, Literally just tasting and always referencing back to a sensory standard so that it's always consistent and just, yeah, doing the thing. Oh, so, nice. so, so for the record, I've never gotten drunk off a of snowflake. Just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> no, and, and then, you know, the second thing I wanted to know, so the 117 series, like that is your baby, right? So tell us a little bit more yeah. about that. How did that come about and, and what is your role in that whole project? And how do we find it? Because I've never seen it. It's Kentucky only. It was meant to be the the thing that you like can get from the gift shop that you can't get anywhere else, right? Mm. And so we opened that distillery almost three years ago. And we didn't have our ducks in a row to have something like that yet. That's why we re-released President's Choice because it was something that you couldn't get anywhere else. And we just kept it around. Because President's Choice got discontinued in 1972. And so we brought that back and we opened our doors and that bought us some time to kind of get packaging and label and actual liquid together. And um, we went through all kinds of crazy ideas with it, but I really, at the end of the day, wanted to be able to reflect the experience of what I've learned from being firsthand one-on-one with these barrels and be able to share that out. Because, you know, like, innovation can happen in a million different ways. You can get all weird and, like, funky with it. You can do, like, different finishes and you can do different, you know, you can get all novelty with it just for the sake of being weird and, like, that's cool. But (laughs) you can also serve a purpose with it. And education is always at the forefront of every bourbon nerd's mind. Like, what can I learn? How can I grow as a whiskey drinker? And so I kind of wanted to tune into that and be able to showcase this is what barrels that yield less than 35% taste like. This is what barrels out of this warehouse. Like this is what barrels that, you know, 
et cetera, X, Y, Z, I can't tell you because I would give away all the next releases. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. But, 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 I mean, you know, but if you want to drop something, I no, mean, no, you know. don't drop it. Don't drop it. Breaking it, it, it news. Makes, it makes complete sense, right? Because you're actually a friend of the program, right? You're, you're cool with some guys that picked a barrel that we're cool with. Oh, Keith, yeah. Taste, select, repeat. OJ and Pierre. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. so we know that you're Wu Tang fans, and everything you just dropped right there was like the RZA dropping a beat <laughs> that everybody's going to fit, right? <laughs> so, we went online and got your Wu Tang name. We went through a Wu Tang generator, right? We threw your what? name in. I yes. have a Wu Tang name? You have a Wu Tang yes. name. Yes. So, yes. We, threw, we threw your name into the Wu Tang generator, and your name came out Insane Professional. Okay. Insane professional. Insane professional. That is so Stop. dope. Yeah, it fits, dude. <laughs> because everything you just said about the barrels and, and that lower percentage and you want to give that to the world so they'll experience that, mm-hmm. that's like Reza dropping that beat and yes. the squad spitting bars. True story. <laughs> that's fire. That's yeah, ridiculous. 100%. That is ridiculous. So so it. these new, these new secret it. releases that are coming out, they're going to be coming out next year or... You know, can we look to forward to a 2022 with maybe oh, not so many masks? So cute that you're trying to like. No, no, no. I'm not trying to get the information. I mean, are they going to? I don't. I don't want names. I just want like a generalization. Like, be aware. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's so so cute. I'm general, not going to tell you. Yeah. In, yeah. In general. No, it's all good. In general. So in we general. released one back um, in March, and okay. then we released one in August, right? Yep. And then we had birthday in September. We will have another one before the end of the year. Okay. 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 And then it'll probably be twice a year from that point forward. And it's just going to be wherever we're not releasing something else. It's kind of like filling in the gaps with it. Nice. Um, there's some, there's some interesting stuff coming up, but uh, I can't say anything about what it is. I just, I can assure everybody that I will do my due diligence to make sure it tastes good. How about that? That's there dope. you go. And I trust that 100%. That's all I can do. That's awesome. So and where can people find, so you can't, well, I guess the question is, where would people find out about, you know, when it's going to be out or anything like that? Is there someone like they could go to the website, they can have, so like a, a, have a distant, yeah. distant yeah. cousin in Louisville look it up? <laughs> That's always helpful. Um, if you sign up to get the emails from Old Forester, oh, I yeah, think yeah. you can go on the Old Forester website and sign up to get on the email list. They put the information out through that. Okay. Now, right. given the fact that it's gotten so fanatical when we do releases and we don't want people to have to sit on the sidewalk for five days. Like we're not (laughs) trying to encourage that. We're going to be trying some different systems in the future to manage that better. But I think, I don't know if they've actually done it yet or not. Because we can do direct to consumer sales now in certain states where we can ship it out of Kentucky. It's Uh only like, it's like DC, South Dakota or something. I don't know. It's like very, say North Carolina, say North Carolina. I know a guy. North Carolina? Is, is it? I don't know. I don't no, I'm asking. <laughs> but I think they might. I'm not going to confirm or deny, but it's a possibility that they might put some 117 series through the direct-to-consumer. So if yeah. you live in one of those states okay. where it's right. legal, okay. right. you'll be able yeah. to do that if they do it. So in the in what we like to call OFO, O-Forester, we call it OFO. <laughs> In yeah, your, in your you sound arsenal. like you're from Louisville. Everyone in Louisville calls it OFO. We we actually had a friend put us on to calling it OFO. Yes, so, so we feel like yeah, we're the first time I heard, that, I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah, is that? We, we were like, "What are you talking about?" We she were very was like, formal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "That's what we call it here." We're yeah. like, "All right, cool." OFO. So in the OFO portfolio, which bottle huh? would you associate with ODB from Wu Tang Clan? Oh, 
Got him. Come on, just got him. <laughs> Ooh, baby, I like it. Roll. No. <laughs> just one. You know what? I'm going to go with the one that I drink the most. <laughs> oh, please, so please, please. It's going to be the 100 proof signature, just like the everyday 100 proof. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Bang for your buck on the market. That's Bro, if it's not bad, it's gonna be nineteen ten. Yes, nineteen ten is fantastic. But straight up though, that w- the one hundred. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. that that is amazing. Yeah, and I'm you like, can find a, like a yeah. liter of it. For like, big, for like bucks. And Jackie, we we were just talking about this before you came on. Like people stand in line for these bourbons and go crazy for all this crazy allocated stuff. And they can just walk into any liquor store and get the 100 or the 1910 on the shelf. On the this, shelf. It's amazing. Yeah. So I love yeah. that. And I'm embarrassed to say Absolutely. I didn't know too much about it until I looked at her whiskey row review of them. And I was like, yo, I've seen that. Now I got to taste it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Just, you know, just a discovery. I love that. And, and by the way, um, you guys released the birthday bourbon in September. Guess whose birthday is in September? Yeah. Guess who? Guess. September what, though? <laughs> September what? Damn. Yeah, yeah, Corey. 21st. Oh, okay. So you're too late. So the reason birthday bourbon is <laughs> in September, he's all happy, too. Um, <laughs> bless his heart. Bless his heart. Yeah, bless his heart. Bless his heart. Too late. George Carver Brown's birthday is September second, so it's his uh, birthday. Yeah. Oh, birthday, hey, birthday, birthday. Yeah. But he's still a Virgo. Exactly. He's still a Virgo, so he gets me. Yeah, he's definitely a Virgo. All right. Wait, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. September second is Virgo. Yeah, August, like end of August to middle September is Virgo. So September twenty second. Yes, and then it starts Libra. Yeah. Yeah, I have Libra tendencies because yeah. I'm a cusper. But but I do. <laughs> That's why we get along so well. Yeah, yeah. I'm you, a so, Libra. Are you a Libra? What, oh, when's your birthday? Snap. Yeah. When's your birthday? Um, it's October 11th. Ooh, oh snap! O- October 1st here. Yeah. Libra. Coming up. Okay. Balancing baby. Balancing. Okay. Can we can we move on now? No, I mean, no. Are, I do. Are you, are are you mad? Have, yeah, I'm, I'm left out here. Can I do. We, can, we, can we move on? I do have a question. Unless you want to ask it. <laughs> no, no, you good. Go ahead, man. So so you are a master taster. You do some blending. You do pretty much everything at Old Forester. So when you're looking at a barrel or tasting a bourbon, what is your sweet spot? So, like, what is your ideal proof? What is your ideal mash bill? What are you looking for when you're tasting all these different expressions? So, obviously, I only have one bourbon mash bill to play with. So that one is just sort of like a non-variable. Um I have a specific warehouse that I prefer. Oh, it's wow. Warehouse H. I usually, my personal palate preference always leans on the sweeter side, uh, not the spicy side. Um, so Warehouse H is always my uh, my little sweet spot. Um, but outside of that, I'm not a super high proof drinker. I actually like Old Forester in that 95 to 100 proof range. I think that's where it really sings its best. And, um, we're friends now. yeah, we're, I'm a, we're good. Yeah, I'm a sucker for the sweet notes, the She's dessert notes, you know, I just, I am, I have a sugar addiction. That's yeah. okay though. So what is it about warehouse H and I'm, I'm going to nerd out for a second. So what is it about warehouse H that makes it your profile? Is there anything specific about where it's located or the exposure to the sun? I haven't, I mean, I'm just curious. Nope. They all have for the most part. Well, let's see. H, J, and L all have the same sun exposure, 
technically. But J is super spicy, like Dragon Barrel is kind of J. And I L love, is kind I of like Dragon a Barrel. Did you say Dragon Barrel? Dragon uh, Barrel. You got you yeah, to you so explain that to him. Because I'm looking at you right now, Dragon and I'm like, you are 100% House Targaryen. I mean, is anybody else getting House Targaryen <laughs> on the eye right now? I, I, was, I was definitely thinking of that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Khaleesi. You're Khaleesi. Khaleesi. House of Dragons. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, but I don't know. It, honestly, so it has only been from what I have been exposed to that I have established that everything I've had out of H so far is what I like, right? But I've only been with the brand six years. Now, if I've been with brand 30 years and still say the same thing, then maybe there's something there. But for now, it's just sort of like, this is fun. Like, let's just play with it a little bit and not take it too seriously. I don't want to say that every barrel that comes out of H is always super sweet that's not the case but in general they have seemed to be over the past six years um but even then you know it's going to be different oak it's going to sure. be different corn that went into that like it's there's so many variables with it that it's right. really hard to to assess but i don't know so this whole like oh you know like the warehouse k117 series was like let's just see what happens and let's make a good blend and show K off a little bit and do the thing. And I'll probably do the same with some other warehouses down the line just to have fun with it. But it is in no way, shape or form meant to be taken as like law. You know what I mean? So I'm very open to the fact that I am still very young in this industry and I have a lot to see still. Well, you have a lot of fans though. I mean, you're stunting on your top five, you know what I'm saying? She's stunting on your top five. So, okay. So, I know you, you guys do your cooperage in um, Louisville. So where is your Rick houses? Mm-hmm. Are they like close by or they're like, you know, in the country somewhere? Or? Yeah. They're right up the street from the cooperage, actually. So the cooperage is down by the airport. The Brown Foreman Distillery and our heat cycle warehouses are all in Shively, which is in between the airport and downtown Louisville. So okay. it's all Louisville. Like, all Louisville. It's the only product that's actually, yeah, the only bourbon that's made start to finish the entire process completely in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, man, okay. So the Cooper's just at the, on Whiskey Row in the facility at Old Forester, is that just like a smaller Cooper's for like visitors to see, like tourists and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get their, the heads for the barrels already made by the bigger Cooper's, Mm -hmm. and they get their staves in already planned by the bigger Cooper's too. Uh, But the bigger Cooper's is like the whole, like that's where the drying yard is. Like they've got just, it's massive. It's massive. But bro, so yeah, I'm gonna tell the you one something. One at the distillery on Whiskey Road is it Cooperage Minor? Yeah, Cooperage Minor. Minor. <laughs> I I went out to visit my friends in Kentucky in Louisville mm-hmm. like three four years ago, and we went on an Old Forester distillery tour. Is this a shameless stunt? No, 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 it's not. Okay. And and the and the fact that we got to see the Cooperage and we got to do the whole tour, like yeah. that is what sold me. I was. Hook, line, and sinker in bourbon. Yeah. So right. yeah, the the whole the, that like that whole setup you guys have downtown, it's amazing. So keep that for sure. Is there anywhere on your on I, your? I, I think we intend to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anywhere on your bottles that that shows what warehouse they are they come from or anything like that? Like if I'm looking for a Do bottle, spe- if, if I'm looking for a bottle specifically from Warehouse H. Will that be on the label anywhere? Yeah, single barrels. Oh, okay. All the single barrels have the warehouse and the floor on the front of the of the bottle on the label. Okay. 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 Perfect. Thank okay. you, Jackie. All right. So whenever we have a, like an industry insider, or as I have dubbed her, a bona fide celebrity bourbon bourbon celebrity bourbon celebrity. So anytime we have a bona fide bourbon celebrity on the show. 
we like to ask them, like, where do you think the whiskey industry is going? Like, what is the next frontier for, for American whiskey drinkers? I mean, uh, so it's interesting, right? Like, all the different categories go through these, they, they go through these trends, and they kind of blow out, and then they simmer back down. It happened with vodka, it happened with craft beer, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of tying back into what I was saying about innovation. It can either be novelty and just weird for the sake of being weird, or, you know, I mean, the choose is you, what you want to do with it. So, I don't know. Um, I think we, and I say that, but the four of us are also much closer to the whiskey industry than the common person, that it looks bigger to us than it actually is. So, as much as it seems like it's like the hot thing going on right now, there's still so much organic growth room just to spread into everyday drinkers left, right, and wherever. So, we are still on this very like slow inclined path of just really seeping into a lot of places where it actually wasn't before. We've got a lot of global opportunities um, in markets, you know, and that's a good thing, but I don't know. It's one of those things. that's just like one of the best parts about bourbon is it's just, you appreciate the natural process. That's all it is. You literally put just let it in a barrel and you let it freaking sit and you just come back to it later and let the oak do its thing. Right. And so, you can't necessarily improve that without removing the soul of it. I've heard people come up with different ideas on how they can, you know, force matcher bourbon and how they nope. can speed up the whole process and they can synthesize the, the flavors. Stuff. You yeah, can do this, yeah. do that. Seen that not a it's fan. just not the same. Like yeah. there's something to it. You can taste the weight that went into it. If well, that makes it not, you know what I mean? So I, I love that. Taste the weight. That's, that's cool. I've never heard that phraseology <laughs> before, but but there's a lot of brands now doing the finishing and, you know, finishing mm-hmm. it in different wine barrels and rum casks and, and old Forester, to my knowledge, I mean, I don't, I, I haven't seen anything where you guys actually are doing any finished products. Is that next for you guys or you staying the, away from that? Bro, she, said, she said no trailers, bro. Of, no, no. The 1910 was not finished. necessarily finished in. You're right, but it's finishing like a, a severely or like an. It's finished in a Novocaine barrel. Yeah, but severely it's, charged. It's, it's finished in charged. another barrel. Yeah. It's not finished in anything other than bourbon uh, or whiskey, right? Did you have a question? Yes, that was the question. So, so <laughs> yeah, he's trying to see what's on the calendar, and I'm not going to tell. That's what I said. She's not going to give it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's not going to tell us. Not going to oh, tell you. Damn. Yeah. I was trying. Okay, to get we there. play around with stuff a lot. We play around with a lot of things, and. Um, uh, we have things going on right now, and if you know they turn out tasting good, then we'll share them. How about nice. that? Mm. All right, I'm there down. All right, perfect. So I have a question. I'm not going to say anything for I'm going to No, we're not. We're not even going to ask you again. So speaking to diversity and inclusion, <laughs> we like to ask, what does diversity and inclusion look like from your lens? You know, we we just came on a we just went for a Black Bourbon Run in Louisville, and you know we like to see other people like us in the industry, more women in the branding and stuff like that. What is that like from where you're sitting? Well, it's interesting, right? So like you, hmm. from where I sit, I, I never expected to be here. I didn't like grow up like, well, oh, one day I'm going to be in the bourbon industry. Like it wasn't a thing. It's just kind of where I floated along to. So um, it's always been very interesting to me when people are like, what's it like to be a woman in this industry? And you're like, you know, otherwise you wouldn't have asked me that question. Like, there's obviously <laughs> some, something going on there. There's there's stuff, but I don't know. I am a firm believer in just 
you know, your energy is going to flow where you want it to be purposeful with it and put it into a good spot. And if we sit around all day and talk about how bad it sucks, then it's just going to keep sucking. But if we just keep our head down and just get the shit done, then we're going to do that. So, um, but I think there's a lot of opportunity for people and we don't usually think of it from this lens, but I do, because this is where I came from. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in some like urban legacy family where it's like, Oh, my grandfather was the master distiller. And then it was my dad. And then it was blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like <laughs> the dynasties of bourbon don't, that, they're not relevant to me. I'm just this rando that happened to be here. Right. And then <laughs> not rando, so, yeah, but you're a townie, but <laughs> That being said, I hope that it's not so much that I hope that like my presence in the industry changes the face of it for women necessarily in it, but I hope that people can come around to seeing like, oh yeah, I gain some respect for the service industry and for their, literally for their bartenders that are there nursing them through their bad days and good days and realize like these aren't just people working shit jobs to get through until they get a real job. Like these are humans and there's a lot more to everybody than probably meets the eye up front. So I don't know. It, it, it's weird. I know I took that to a, probably a different place than it was. No, you took it exactly where we wanted. Yeah, you took it where it needed to go. Okay. It was real. Okay. It was real. Yeah. Well, then that's where it is. That's dope. I do have one question yeah. though, you know, getting back to me, okay. right? So how would you approach to that documentary and, 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 you know, cause you know, you were featured in it. So, you know, how was, you know, who came to a you what? and how was, Oh yeah, I mean, you had like a significant part in that movie, and I remember like going to the, <laughs> you know, there he goes. I'm he telling goes. you, he, so, he remembers this part. So you know, you from Midwest, but I'm from the South, right? But when you said "Hey," <laughs> that, that resonated with me because I mean, you know, because we talk like that down here. So I not, mean, so hang on, H E Y, not H A Y. Exactly. Hey. <laughs> when you said that, I mean, that, I mean, see, I was like, okay, she she might be down, you know, with the southern stuff, you know what I'm saying? So, so how was that? <laughs> uh, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so how was it? You know, so you know, oh, how was that brought about? You know, you know, to you to to be in that film. <laughs> so I was pretty fresh on this job and actually a friend of mine who was bartending in Louisville, who knew the people working on this project was the one who reached out to me and said, I, I know these guys they are doing this film. Like they were asking for recommendations. They gave them your name. And so then I had to go to my PR manager at Brown Foreman. Her name was Wendy at the time and say like, Hey, I got approached for this opportunity. And she was like, that's crazy. We've been trying to get involved with them and they just haven't been interested. And I was like, Oh, okay, well now they are. So we're going to do this. <laughs> so it was kind of, it wasn't like Brown Foreman pitched. It came from the industry side. And, um, I remember being absolutely terrified doing it because they were like, we're going to go to like eight different places yeah, and we're going to put up cameras in your car so we can get like other footage and like conversations while you're driving. And I'm like, I can't go to eight bars and have you film me driving. Like that's not a way. <laughs> right. Yeah. To that's see. not good for the like, brand. Hello. Or you. That's not yeah. how it works. But I, <laughs> so there were like four different versions of me. And to this day, I don't know which one is out in circulation because the one that I first saw was very different than the one we saw at the premiere, which was different than the one I saw after the premiere. And then I hear about a different version too. So I don't know what the heck's going on. <laughs> oh, wow. But, um, Wow. They edited out somebody that had some uh, had a little bit of a hiccup in his in his reputation, so that happened. But um, I remember going to the premiere though, and my PR manager was sitting right next to me, 
and it came to that part where I like was talking about how you can hear the pig squealing and butcher yeah, down. Yeah, right. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes, and I was yes. like squealing like a pig, like yeah. full-blown like deliverance style, like right. going and she, yes. she's sitting next to me, and I just see her go like this. And like she just got lower and lower and lower, and I was like, "Yeah, got your work cut out for yeah. you, sweetie. Sorry, but, I don't know what to but tell the tip, you. But the tip you gave us in there, but you know, as far as like you know, you know, whenever you're nosing your bourbon, you know, you know, you know, you know, keep your mouth open because you gotta, yeah. you know, fry your nose. You know, what I mean, I'm, that's a great tip. Great tip. Great tip. Pro but tip. you know, it's funny though, right? Because I don't know if these guys know it, but so I have a degree in PR. So a lot of times when we're doing stuff here. I'm not stunning. I know I'm, I'm saying what she's I'm echoing what she's saying, because a lot of times when we do this podcast, there's stuff we have to clean up to not get you in trouble, you in trouble or us in trouble or protect our guests. Right. So I can understand that. But how much cleanup did they have to do after the movie dropped for that? Like squealing like a pig? Anything at all? I mean, I, I thought the oh, movie nothing. was dope. Nothing. No, because it's not wrong to comment on the pig squealing. It was just part of the conversation after a few right. things, you know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever. But they have always given me a little bit more space to be myself than I think they have given other people in similar roles. And I don't know if it's that they trust that I will stop myself before it gets too much. You know what I mean? Or if they just fully believe in having humans be able to connect with humans and just not be recursed and scripted and corporate and sterilized all the time. So it might be a little bit of both. I don't know. I've never said anything uh, necessarily that needed to get cleaned up afterwards. I think I said something on a radio interview once that I it was just too normal for me to say it that I did not even think to stop myself and everyone was like, oh! And I was like, oh, I've done it. Oh, Yeah, man, bourbon does that typical, um, you know what I mean? Well, you know what, it's, it's funny, song. I think the cool thing about you and the presence I've seen online and on Instagram and in interviews you do and with O-Force, you're 100% yourself all the time. I think that's what's cool about the brand Yo. and who yeah. you are. Yeah, yes. and that's what we Fine. try to represent. Yeah. Like, we try to bring to our listeners, like, when we met people in Louisville who who had been listening to our podcast just and we've only been like almost a year right over a year year, well oh sorry my bad shameless stunt a little over a little over a year but it's like yeah man we've been grinding people people listen to us and think we're like know what we're talking about just because we're trying to figure out this industry we like so much right so it's it's cool in that regard but like she said we're human yeah so I so I want to know as we wrap up like what is next for Jackie Zykin? Ooh, what's Ooh. next? Like what is next from being a bona fide bourbon celebrity? Got him. About to ball out. I'm celebrity. <laughs> okay, so so I normal, don't know. normal I'm in a really great spot, um, but I I will say that I'm a person that is just constantly going, 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 and I don't like the hamster wheel. My energy, I like it to actually manifest into something. So. I don't know. You may see things coming up soon. I don't know. I I, I cannot read the future. All I can say is that mm. it'll taste good. You know what, Jackie? Just say. Why does that smile seem like it's something else? <laughs> on, on your on your business card now, just put on the front today's price, and then when they flip it over to the back, is not today's price. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the price, price of the brick, brick is going. Price up. of the brick is going up. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> On my, on my business card that says Insane Professional. Is that my name? That's exactly. It. Insane, insane Professional. Yes. Yes. Like she it. listens. I love she that. Just say, yeah. just say that was yesterday's <laughs> price. Today's price went up. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So Jackie, tell the people how they can find you. Tell the people how they can find you on Instagram, on social media, if they choose to. And like, tell them about the email that's going to go live in January for signing up for the information for the new bottles. Uh-oh. So, so if you it, want so to know about new releases, uh, we tend to put that information out. Go to oldforcer.com and sign up for uh, to receive emails from us. That's what all comes through. Outside of that, if you're curious about what I have going on in my daily life, um, more power to you. You can find me <laughs> at Jackie Viking, all one word on um, on Instagram. I don't tweet. I Facebook I only do because it connects with Instagram, right? Yeah, it just, like copies everything over mm. anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a pretty heavy grammar. I think I'm a heavy grammar compared to the other ones out there anyways. I yeah. put everything out there. Is that so. a verb? No, I mean, her, gra- I, her Instagram I is tight, dog. Her Instagram yeah, no. is like, tight. Like, yeah, do you even gram? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Your Instagram exactly. is fire. I follow you. It's it's dope. Yeah, I Thank follow you. her too. Yeah, you are. And she, yeah. and she camps and she goes out and, and she hikes. I love that. You know, that's, yeah. I, I do that too, you know. And quiet as his cat. We, my boys we've been to some of the time. same spots like Portland, Maine, if you don't know. They need to know. They need to know. See, I know. We're here for the people. Yeah, exactly. 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 So, Jackie, thank you for coming on our episode. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, for us, this has been like a highlight moment. Like, you know, um, sorry, Fred. It's kind of better than when Fred came on. Oh, 100%. Yes. Yes. This is so much better than Fred Minnick. I mean, I love you, Fred, but this is so much better. Fred, you're cool, but just a little bit less than Jackie. Fred Minnick is like like House like House Bolton. She's oh, House Targaryen, bro. Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> Yo, that's dope. Hey, I'm not gonna say that. Oh my god. <laughs> so, thanks for coming on the podcast. 150 percent, yo. We look forward to talk to you in the future. Oh, if you awesome. want to come on and just hang out with us again, you know, um, we'd be down Absolutely. for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, you know, just hang out. But uh, for the Black and Brown that's podcast, right. I appreciate you coming on, and chatting up with us. And hopefully, we didn't steal too much of your time or scare your cat. Y'all are fine. Oh, yeah, right. You guys are fine. Congratulations on wrapping up season number four. Wow. That is dope. I like it. Yeah. All right, Jackie. We'll talk to you. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you all. All right, Jackie. All right. Have a good evening. Stay black. Keep it brown for four seasons. Four seasons. (laughs) See you next season. (laughs) 